Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 126 of the Property Magic podcast, in which I'm going to answer a question which I'm frequently asked, which is, do you need to set up a business for your property investing? Well, the short answer is, it depends. It depends on your personal circumstances. It depends on what you want to achieve. Now, I do need to say here that in this podcast, I cannot give you any tax advice. This is purely for education only. And I highly recommend you should always seek the advice of a property tax specialist when it comes to this kind of consideration. However, listening to this podcast will certainly give you a steer in the right direction. Now, I want to talk about historically what we used to do as property investors because things have changed. So historically, if you are holding property for the long term, such as buy-to-lets or HMOs, you would typically buy them in your own name. However, if you are flipping property, buying something, renovating it and selling it on for a profit or doing development, you typically do that in a business structure. Now, this was all for tax reasons. So for example, if you buy something in your own name, historically, you could offset all of the interest on your mortgage against your profit to reduce the tax you pay. And you could also remortgage properties in your own name, take out a big lump sum of money, and that was tax-free because it was debt. And also, it was harder to buy properties and businesses because there were less mortgages available, and it was generally more expensive finance as well. So buying in your own name really was the way the vast majority of landlords were owning property. Now, that all changed a few years ago because in April 2017, the government introduced their new tax legislation referred to as Section 24. Now, I think they did this because the government didn't want to have millions and millions of landlords. They wanted to have companies and corporate bodies who were providing the private rental sector with accommodation. And what they wanted was to have um, an easier way to tax people and also to legislate. And companies are generally easier. So what does Section 24 actually mean? And I'm sure you've listened to my podcast and you've heard this before, but let me just very quickly summarize. So if you own property in your own name, by the way, if you own it in a company, you're not affected by Section 24 at the moment. So if you're only in your own name and you have mortgages, which most investors do, and if you're a higher rated taxpayer, which many investors are because they might have their their job or a business plus their property, what it means is the income you make from your property is going to be taxed in a different way, which means you're going to pay a lot more tax. Now, as a result of this, we've seen many landlords who've had properties for a long time over the last few years decide to sell up their properties. And that's been great because we've been able to pick those up on purchases options and things like that. Um, And there are still landlords who are selling because they've had really good growth over the last 10 years. Um, There's more and more legislation, there's Section 24. So many of them are just cashing in right now. However, um, if you only have a couple of properties, um, and you're a lower rate taxpayer, then Section 24 is not really a problem for you. 
However, if you want to build a bigger portfolio and you're going to be making lots of money from your property, or at least that's the idea, then probably a company structure is the best thing for you moving forward. Now, it's important to understand not all companies are the same. There are different types of company and there are two main types of company which you need to know about as a property investor. The first one is what we call an investment business. So this is where you buy properties to hold for the long term and it's bringing rental income in, but you're really holding for the long term growth. And that's what most investors do. Then you might also have a trading business and that's where you're, you've got a trading activity. That trading activity could be selling properties. You're buying them, doing them up, selling them on. Or you're buying, finding deals and selling them to other people. That's called deal sourcing. Or you're doing rent to rent or purchase these options. Typically those would be in a trading business. Now, a mistake that people make when they come into property, they might have their own business already. Maybe they're a consultant, an IT contractor. Um, maybe they, they've got some retail premises or some office premises, and that's a business that they run already. And they think, well, I can use that business. Well, remember, that is going to be a trading business. And if you want to hold property long term, mortgage companies don't like giving mortgages to trading businesses because there's a risk. There's a risk that business goes out of business and there, there could be a risk to their loan. So really, it's much easier to get mortgages in investment businesses. So if you do already have a company that's making you lots of money and you want to get that money working for you, instead of using that business, you'd set up a new separate business just for your property. And that new business could borrow money from your existing trading business as a loan to get the business started. Now, one of the main benefits of you having a company is you can put all of your expenses through that business. Now, they need to be legitimate expenses, um, but it can be things like your mobile phone, your car, life insurance, and even training costs. Now, I want to explain a concept to you that I learned many, many years ago called pre-tax money and post-tax money. And for me, this is one of the biggest benefits of you having a company. And I set up my first company, I think it was about 96. Um, I'd started work at Cadbury's um, and that's what I thought I was going to do for my whole career. And I was kind of pulled back into the nightclub promoting business, which is very much a part-time business. But I set up a company to do that. And obviously I put some of my expenses through. Now, let's say you have a mobile phone and you're paying, let's say, £60 a month for your mobile phone. At the moment, you're paying from your own personal pocket. For you to be able to pay that £60, assuming you're a higher rate taxpayer, you would have to earn £100 before tax because £100, you'd pay 40% tax, which is £40. You'd get £60 in your pocket, which you could use to then pay your mobile phone bill. However, if you put things through your business, it effectively costs you less money because instead of having to earn £100 to then pay your tax and then pay the bill if it's from your own pocket, if you're paying through your business, your business only needs to earn £60 to pay that £60 bill. And a lot of people don't realise this because they see the wages they get after tax has been paid and that's what they're thinking they're using. But you've already paid tax on that money. So let me give you a personal example about this. In about 1996, I started buying and listening to personal development CDs. It was people like um, Brian Tracy and 
um, Jim Rowan and Tony Robbins. And I really started to enjoy listening to these things. I was buying them from a company called Nightingale Conant. And I went up to a personal development show in London and I went to go and visit Nightingale Conant. uh, And they said to me, oh, um, this was in 98. They said, oh, Simon, looks like you bought some uh, programs from a gentleman called Jay Abraham. Now, he's an American marketeer. And I said, Jay is actually coming over to the UK and he's doing a course um, in December. Would you like to come and see him? It's going to be amazing. And this guy's a pretty pretty clever guy. Uh, and I'd used some of the things I had learned from him in my nightclub business. And so I thought, well, yeah, that would be quite good. Now, this was a £4,000 course. I had never paid that before. And, and I was only earning about £1,500 a month. So um, this was like almost three months salary to me from my work at Cadbury's. Um, I was a lower rate taxpayer at that point. Um, but I thought, well, you know what? Um, if this helps me move forward, I know investing in myself is a good thing to do. So this was the first time I really spent a lot of money on my personal uh, training and education and, and um it helped me move forward massively in my in my business. So my business paid for this training. So my business paid £4,000 out of my business account. And I was able to offset that 100% against the income I was making. Now, if I had paid for that from my pocket, I was a lower rate taxpayer, so only paying about 20% tax. I would have to earn £5,000 before tax. I'd pay tax of 20%. That would give me the £4,000 in my pocket. So by paying for this through my business, which was a legitimate business expense, I was basically getting a 20% discount because I was a 20% taxpayer. If you are a 40% taxpayer, if you pay through training through your business, you're effectively getting a 40% discount because you don't need to earn as much money to pay for that training. So I just want to get that in your head and really clear. Having a business, I believe, is a really smart thing to do. Even if you work for someone else, as I did, I was working at Cadbury's, having a business that's creating some sort of income from, from something probably property, is a really smart thing for you to do. Now, of course, you do need to get a property tax specialist to help you set that business up. You can go and buy a business online for like 10 or 20 pounds maybe, um, but it may not be fit for purpose. So getting an accountant, property tax specialist to understand your personal tax situation and giving you advice based on what you want to do to help you get the right company set up might cost you three or four hundred pounds but it's going to save you a whole load of tax in the future a great way to find these people is through recommendation you could ask on social media in property groups um, but i think the best way is speak to people at property network meetings or training events and ask around who's actually using a property tax specialist what's their experience get some really good recommendation for people in your network remember your network is your net worth the more people you know in property the more successful you are going to be so i do hope this has helped answer that question do you need a property business well if you're going to do just one or two properties you could keep them in your own name but if you want to build a big portfolio make lots of money probably doing it in a company is probably the best way but you do need to get some specialist advice about that so until next time remember to always invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast to get this week's show notes please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast you can contact me via linkedin 
You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill. 